listening to the Not Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Not Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we're going to go ahead and give our Week 15 instant reaction. It's probably the most important week uh, for everybody still left in fantasy football. So we're going to (laughs) cover all the games here, go over the performances that were great, the ones that were bad, and everything in between. Uh, As always, you're joined by your hosts, Bob and Dan. Dan, what up? There it is. What up? <laughs> What's going on, dude? Oh, nothing. Uh, just, I mean, it's it's one of those things is that, you know, when you're not in the playoffs, uh, you know, you, you don't have the same level of interest. But uh, just because I, I think part of you is just kind of in mourning because your fantasy season has ended. <laughs> um, but, you know, you still have a lot of really interesting games going on. I mean, it, this – and. NFL season is really coming down to the wire, Bob. Yeah, I mean, uh, for the sake of the hometown, we'll talk about a huge game here. But yeah, it, I'll tell you what, there were many playoff scenarios that were like hanging on these games right. uh, that I mean, could have changed drastically depending on the outcomes. I mean, there, there were a bunch of uh, like playoff spots being clinched. There was a bunch of uh, playoff spots being lost. Uh, you know, division titles won this weekend. It, it was a very exciting week in the NFL and I love how they've kind of made the schedules now uh, so you have to kind of play down to the wire uh, unless you're one of those lucky teams who have wrapped it up early yeah and one thing I noticed too there was a lot of like surprising wins this week right I mean yeah pretty surprising especially uh, today there were quite a few I know Saturday and and even uh, Thursday I don't probably shouldn't be surprised but uh, yeah it, it definitely caught me off guard and we'll get into that game here shortly but like I said we're gonna go through the Thursday Saturday and then Sunday through late afternoon games and then we'll go over our weekly leaders um, based on our league of record scoring. And yeah, pretty I much wonder a- who's going to be atop of that uh, running back. <laughs> the thread continues for the past oh, couple of weeks. Oh, man, I, I cannot believe it. I, I, I cannot believe it. It is one of those things where... Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it when we get to it. Yep. Uh, it's so frustrating, though, especially for you and I. But, yep. So, uh, Bobby. Well, you ready to get into the Thursday night game? Absolutely. The Los Angeles Chargers, uh, ups, to me, upset the Kansas City Chiefs 29-28 oh, on the last-second comeback win. And, boy, was it like Phillip Rivers poured it on there at the end and – Boy, this was this was a good way to start week fifteen. Um, right, might not be totally uh, a great way to start it fantasy wise, depending on who you played. But boy, as a game, there wasn't very much more you could ask for from that finish. No, no kidding. I was. Uh, this game was so exciting, uh, down to the wire. Uh, I love, I, I don't know about you, but I love it when it's down to like the last play and, you know, they could kick the extra point and go into overtime. I mean, I think that's what everyone kind of just expects to happen. Uh, but whenever those co- call those coaches get the gutsy plays and like, we're going for it, we're going for the win, you know, even when, as long as it's usually not the Steelers doing that, because <laughs> like, I'm, I'm getting so nervous of it. I love the gutsy call. And I think that's exactly what this was. This was a all-in gutsy call in a, uh, you know, in a situation where uh, it, w- it was a must-win 
uh, for the Chargers, and um, they, man, <laughs> they played spectacular, and they did everything they needed to, to you know, pull out a monster victory. Uh, huge game, uh, not I guess not a huge game fantasy wise out of Philip Rivers, but what a just like a clutch performance out of Philip Rivers. You know what I mean? Yeah, he really poured it on in the fourth quarter when it mattered most, and maybe you got to give it up to him. I know a lot of people don't like him. Uh, it seems like he could be a little bit of a uh, just say rough around the edges um, but right. um, boy what do you think was going through Mike Williams head when he's wide open for the two point conversion and it's just floating towards him uh, I, I think it's one of those things that he's thinking how in the world am I this wide open right. <laughs> there's no I mean, it's just one of those things where you're just like, how is this even happening? I cannot believe I'm this open. Right. Uh, because I saw that play, and my first thought is, how is he that wide open? Uh, I mean, it was just one of those un- like crazy, fluky plays that you would have never seen. But holy – I mean, in terms of fantasy, if you were smart enough or just kind of, you know – bold enough to start Mike Williams boy did he pay off this week monster game fantasy wise out of him uh, and if you were lucky enough to grab him uh, early on because he had a bit of a like a good streak going here or there now with Keenan Allen uh, you dinged know, up yeah dinged up uh, this is I mean you could be riding uh, Mike Williams into your fantasy championship with Phil Rivers playing pretty much some of the best football he's been He's been playing, uh, and now Mike Williams is your number one receiver. He did it done through the air, and he did it done, got it done on the ground. Did you see that that scamper yeah. for the touchdown? Yeah, uh, thing of beauty, Bob. Yeah, seven uh, for seventy six and two through the air. Added one for nineteen and one. Three total touchdowns from Mike Williams. I mean, monster fantasy performance. Dan, like you said, you can either be riding him into the championship or riding him into a third place win. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, right, Craig. I had things. to, Craig. <laughs> had to. Oh, I talked to him about that today. He's like, I cannot believe that guy's sitting on my bench. Uh, in his defense, uh, I don't think it would have made much difference because he he had Aaron Jones go down early on, and yeah, that, that just kind of devastated his day big time. But uh, love that Chargers team right now, uh, playing with a lot of just kind of uh, – uh, just tenacity, playing nasty football. Uh, I, can, I I'm so excited for these playoffs uh, once they start rolling, uh, just to kind of see how these things shake out. Because the teams who are in the in the hunt right now in the mix are uh, exciting teams and fun teams to watch. This is this is going to be good down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, uh, teams are really. I, I think the the best of the best are starting to come to the top right now for I both agree. sides. Of I it. agree. So I agree. Um, just some more fantasy notes. Uh, Justin Jackson, probably his last. Game. Game. as a fantasy-relevant player. It was a little nerve-wracking right. there, but he got the work, 16 for 58 and 1. I mean, uh, do you think that he's overtaken Eckler now as the as the clear backup? So uh, uh, I don't know if Eckler is going to be cleared by next week. I think once they're all healthy, I, I think Eckler's still a very reliable number two. So right. um, I, I would say no, but it's got to be nice for them knowing that they've got three reliable backs on their, on their depth chart right now. Also, did you see uh, Melvin Gordon giving a shout-out to all those fantasy players out there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shout-out to Melvin Gordon for at least acknowledging it. You know, a lot of yeah. football players hate it. He at least acknowledges it and have some fun with it, so yeah, we appreciate that. Was, that. that was great. I mean, it's one of those things that we get it. It's annoying sometimes, especially when you get those people who are, you know, chirping at the players via Twitter. 
Uh, but it's also so much fun when you have a player out there who's willing to kind of engage and play that tongue-in-cheek game. Like, sorry that I didn't get you into the <laughs> fantasy playoffs or the fantasy championship this year. Uh, but, you know, I love that. It's it's a lot of fun to see that, you know, they kind of uh, can – at least see it from from not necessarily see it from our perspective, but at least have some fun with us while uh, while they're out there. I mean, it's a lifeblood to people being interested in the game. I mean, whether sure. whether or not people want to recognize that, it, it keeps interest in the game. So yeah, that was fun. I had a laugh at that. And then um, Dan, really from the Chiefs side of things, it was really the Williams. Uh, you know, quote unquote brothers. Damian right. Williams comes out of nowhere for ten for forty nine and two on the ground. Um, he added another six for seventy four through the air, and then Darrell mm-hmm. Williams had uh, the other another touchdown catch on two for nineteen and one. So, um, it, you know, it was weird because I, I went through some back and forth today on uh, just some Twitter lineup questions about who to start. And a lot of people were willing to ride. Um, sort of no names that are that are just getting the chance to play right yeah. um, and if you had the guts to do it in this game both both sides of it paid off with uh, Damian Williams and Justin Jackson so yeah uh, Damian Williams all was I, I think a a smarter uh, a, a not necessarily a smarter but a a move that probably could be like a player that you could set in your lineup with a little bit more confidence yeah. uh, just because I think that that offense is so good I think you can feature just about any running back and they're going to get a pretty nice day for you uh, although I mean he's he's the third string back yeah. well now he's technically the second string back but he was the third string back um, but boy he really paid off for you if you had the guts to start him uh, I've seen it both ways in the couple of leagues that I am right in uh, people bold enough to say hey I-, I love the Chiefs I'm playing them and then guys saying like oh, we'll see what happens and oftentimes the guys uh, who played them now they're going to the championship the guys who didn't are kind of sitting there regretting and thinking about what third place is going to be like so uh, and it's one of these things it's like as as the kind of season winds down here I think the bold moves are going to pay off for yeah, sure yeah Dan you make a great point and we're actually going to bookend the review with another team that had another third string running back step up so a little foreshadowing to our, our last game there but let's move on to the Saturday games and the first game that um, want to move into is going to be the Houston Texans beating New York Jets. Yep. So, uh, of course, when I need it most, my internet is acting <laughs> slow. But here we go. The Houston Texans beat the New York Jets 29 to 22. And Houston Texans have now, uh, based on what happened earlier today, moved into second place, second place. in the AFC yep. playoff hunt. So this is a team that I think everybody had left for dead after 0-3. They have really turned it around this year. Yeah. Uh, and the other surprising thing is, is that it's not the high-flying kind of play that you expected with Deshaun Watson. It's been like the grinded-out, just kind of hard-nosed football uh, that you know you didn't see Watson you know, do last year, uh, but boy, uh, I, I think one thing you can say about this game is DeAndre Hopkins is a uh, beast. Is a beast. It's it, undoubtedly just a monster. I mean, he he basically uh, bullied <laughs> that, that defensive back uh, into. I mean, he was not going to be stopped. Let's be honest. It, it was one of those things. Is that he. Uh, he was just not going to be stopped. I mean, the fact that he has the hand strength to pull that last touchdown in, uh, astounding and uh, just great to watch. I mean, you, I mean, you're watching. 
seeing some of the greatest receivers I think in the game play right now. Right. Between him, Odell Beckham, uh, you know, A B, those types of guys. You're you're seeing some just crazy fantastic receiver play. Uh and DeAndre, you know, one seventy, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, just exactly when you needed it to. One seventy two touchdowns at the perfect time to get a monster game out of the game. Yeah, that's a way early in the weekend to really set the tone. I mean Oh yeah, absolutely. Second game in, you probably have a nice healthy lead at that point. And and Deshaun Watson too, Dan ultra efficient 22 for 28 294 and two so really had a nice day two. on the ground too had a nice day on the ground too yeah four for 26 i mean once lamar miller went down they basically had no rushing attack so it was really him sprinkling in just enough to keep the chains moving i know he had a long 24 so he really only had two on the remaining three but uh, at least that threat was there with that long run of 24 um so, you know, those two, I, I know you invested in Deshaun and a lot of people invest in DeAndre Hopkins early, which is a no-brainer. Uh, but it looks right. like they're playing their best. I mean, with with an outside shot, if they keep winning and something happens to Kansas City, I mean, they're in a yeah. hunt. for. Right. It's going to take a lot, but they have a lot of stuff to still play for. So that's good going into the championship game. Any uh, Anything you liked out of those New York Jets this week, Bob? Elijah McGuire looked really good. 18 yep. for 42 and 1, and he added another 3 for 29. Uh, Robbie Anderson with a big bounce back. Shout out John Nolan for Shout out Johnny. Yeah, for that he, he deep called hole. that. 7 for 96 and 1. Um, I mean, even Sam Darnold looked good. 24 for 38, 253 and 2. So, I mean, if you had the courage to play um, any of the Jets that we just named, uh, you were pretty darn happy with that performance. So obviously, right. Darnold's more of a two-quarterback league. You didn't really have the guts when nobody's on by to play him. But McGuire right. was a hot name. And I'll be honest, I didn't see this coming from Robbie Anderson. But John, John definitely did in our draft contest. So credit yeah. to him. Yeah, I, I did not expect the Robbie Anderson game either. Uh, but you know, hey, that's what those uh, you know those deep pulls are about. It's just kind of hitting on a hitting on a random name. Uh, and you know, the other thing is, is that Ro- beginning of the season, Robbie Anderson was playing pretty darn well. Right. Um, it, it just kind of was you know up and down, up and down, hit or miss types of games. He had way more you know misses than hits, but. I mean, he could do a lot worse, and and the, I don't know. I that was a pretty bold move, to be honest with you, because it's not like the, uh, you know, the Texans defense is terrible. Right, either. right. I, I could have easily have seen the Jets putting up seven points total and not have been surprised. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So credit where it's due, John. Uh, kudos on that deep pull uh, in the yeah, draft. Contest. Well done. Um, so, anything else you want to cover in that game? I think we sort of touched on all the fantasy relevant points. Yeah, for that, sure. Uh, so, the other um, Saturday game, the Saturday night game, uh, don't look now, but <laughs> Cleveland's putting together a heck of a uh, second half of the season. They beat the Denver Broncos 17-16, to and I believe that actually eliminates Denver from the playoff contention. So, yeah, g- gives and, the Browns and, a slight, uh, slight, slight door open, outside chance to get into the playoffs. But, hey, if you're in Cleveland, you're probably relishing the fact that you even can say that right now. Right. I mean, the other thing is, is that I I was talking to somebody about it today. I mean, they absolutely have a chance to make the playoffs. uh, And but for a a monster performance out of our hometown team today, uh, I think they're in in a discussion, uh, an even better discussion of, uh, you know, having a chance to make it. Um, But, you know, 
I think our hometown team kind of came through for us today a little bit, Bobby. Of course. Uh, but I think the one thing about this team that you can absolutely say is, is that they're, they've got a big future ahead of them. Um, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you should be pretty happy. Uh, all those guys are playing well. Callaway had a great game. Uh, Nick Chubb. Can't Beast. say enough about Nick Chubb. Uh, I mean, if you were smart enough to grab this guy in a dynasty format, uh, you are going to be very happy in, in for the years to come, frankly. It, it's funny, uh, Dan, because you say that. I remember looking back at it, at least our dynasty draft. I think he was taken fifth overall. Yeah, and we questioned it immediately. Ahead of people like, like Sony Michelle, Carry On yeah. Johnson, yeah. Um, Royce Freeman, I believe. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it looks like it's paying off in spades because, like, like you said, with Mayfield, Chubb, and Callaway, they've got a nice young core to mix in with uh, people like Jarvis Landry. So, some, some experience. I mean, yep. they, they've got a heck of a core on, on the offensive side, and their defense uh, is looking pretty good too. So, and then you keep hearing all those uh, rumors that somehow, some way, they're going to get Odell Beckham there. Can you imagine if, if, if for some reason he does end up there? That that's going to be a crazy team. Can you imagine having Jarvis Landry, uh, Nick Chubb? And uh, all, all at the helm of the offense run by – all in an offense who's run by Baker Mayfield. Uh, that's That's got some real fantasy uh, – you know, some real fantasy promise right there, Bob. Boy, they'd have to give up a lot because I know Odell just signed the monster contract. So right. If that's possible, man, they, they, were de- they would definitely be mortgaging the rest of the future for, for that. But uh, if they could do that, I, that's the first I heard it, of that. It would be a crazy, crazy bold move, yeah. Yeah, just uh, – I- you know, out here in Ohio, we hear all these crazy, uh, you know, Browns fans with the theories. And well, I guess him and Jarvis Landry are pretty good friends. Yeah, so, exactly. That's, um, that's where I like, thought it would come from. He wants to come. He wants to come. It's like, okay, well, if you can get him, more power to you, because that's a that'd be a huge pull for you guys and uh, a monster grab, and then makes the team instantly a, a big time contender, in my opinion. Yep. So, uh, just some stats: Chubb, twenty for one hundred, awesome game again. Uh, obviously, you, you probably wish he scores, but twenty for hundred, you'll take. <laughs> yeah, uh, and typically you get that bonus with that hundred yard mark. So, yep. Still, still a very nice day for sure. Callaway, five for thirty-five and one. Got to give you credit, man. That was your deep pull. The deep pulls yeah. really, really showed up this week. For yeah, us. I know, right? Um, on the Denver side of thing, really not much to write home about philip Lindsay dud um but surprising I- i'll tell Very you what surprised by that y- you can't you can't complain you got this dude for free week we- after week right. one and he uh depending on formats is a top 10 running back so um you know i'll shout him out again craig I-, I know it hurts but man that was a heck of a pickup and to me he's still the waiver wire pickup of the year Oh, I would agree with that. I would agree with that 100%. But outside of that, Dan, I don't, I don't really have anything else on the Denver side. It was, to me, a, a nice uh, performance from the Cleveland Browns defense to really shut shut them down. Uh, yeah, big shout-out to Jabril Peppers with a monster sack to just to kind of end everything uh, right there at the end of the game. It, it was an exciting game, uh, very fun to watch. Um, but, I mean, the one thing that uh, kind of bothers me about this game is, like, Cordell Sutton, like, nothing, uh, you know, has a chance to kind of step up. He had a couple nice grabs. Uh, but, man, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that um, Case Keenum is the answer in in Denver. I mean, he just has not played uh, very well. Like, I, it's very puzzling to me. It seems like 
they got rid of all their big name receivers. They're getting younger, and now they've got Case Keenum. And I, I don't know. Do you think he's there next year? Which makes me think they look at a quarterback. And I'll be honest, I haven't right. looked too far. I'm still invested in in this season, but uh, I think that points to them investing in in the youth at the quarterback position as well. Because you're gonna go. You're young at running back now. You're young at wide receiver. Why not just push the youth movement and get young at quarterback as well? Right. Maybe have Keenum as another year stopgap or right. half half a season to get the whatever rookies uh, ready. But yeah. I, I see the writing on the wall there as well. So, Dan, let's move on to the Sunday games. And, and I'll be honest, I'm starting with, to me, what was a stunner. The Indianapolis Colts shut out the Dallas Cowboys 23-0. to Right. And it oh, was, man. And it was really, I mean, for Indy, it was Marlon Mack, 27 for 139-2. and two. So, boy, that's a heck of a bounce-back performance. I, he sort of fell off uh, the wayside there the past couple of games, but... Boy, oh boy, that's a heck of a performance against what to me is a pretty stout Dallas defense. Yeah, uh, very surprising uh, about the offensive, uh, kind of the way the offense went, because I, I picked up Andrew Luck this week thinking they'd get a little bit more done through the air uh, in, in getting drafty with draft app. Yep. Uh, but, you know, not not a lot there. Yep. Uh, and... Uh, man, I, I think the shout out needs to be given to the Indianapolis defense like, like, to, to, to kind of not give up any points to a to an offense that had. And frankly, I think Dak was a hot pickup this week, yep. uh, especially in daily. And then the kind of, you know, kind of hold Zeke in check. Uh you know, it's pretty you are, crazy when like over 120 yards is actually holding him. It really is holding right. him in check, which is crazy. But right, you're right on. It's just very surprising to see uh, that defense kind of step up big time. But they needed it too. So I mean, they've kept their playoff hopes alive uh, big time by um, you know playing the way that they did today. Yeah, there's really no room for error in the AFC for that last wild card spot. No, there are no, no, no. four to five teams legit logically in the discussion to get in on that last spot. So, I mean, we always talk about it. The Steelers have zero room for error. The Ravens have zero room for error because teams like the Colts, the Titans, possibly even the Browns are breathing right, right down their necks. So, I mean, right. yeah, it's, it's tight there for that last spot. Um, Amari Cooper sort of had a dud after he's been absolutely on fire. Only four for yep. 32. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, five for 85. Okay, you, you probably expect a little bit more. But really, to me, it was Marlon Mack and Zeke Elliott. And outside of that, you really didn't get too much, uh, at least fantasy-wise, from any other players. No, not at all. So. Not at all. I mean, it, it was very disappointing for Dallas in terms of fantasy production because uh, I know that I expected a lot more out of them, especially – I mean, Zeke had a nice game, but just not the same level of uh, production as you've been getting out right. of Zeke lately. Right. So let's move on to the Chicago Bears beating the Green Bay Packers. And I believe they wrapped up the division 24-17. to yep. 17. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, Trubisky efficient, 20 for 28, 235 and 2. I'll tell you what, Dan, I know we talked about this on the side, and, and we like to reference sort of our own league so you understand sort of where we're thinking. I really like our young quarterback core that we have in our dynasty league with Russell Wilson as the veteran, Trubisky is going to get promoted off of our taxi squad, and then Josh Allen sitting on the taxi squad. Right. Got some good yeah, young quarterbacks I, out of nowhere I, here. I, I was actually talking with uh, some of the guys from the league today, uh, and they one, 
one of them said, hey, what are you guys going to do about Russell Wilson? You can't, you, you know, it's turning into a situation where you can't trust him week to week. I go, yeah, we don't have to. We've got Trubisky. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you do. Like, yeah, in hindsight, that has really panned out. And that offense, I think, is just going to keep getting better. Uh, so uh, good young quarterback play. Uh, Jordan Howard. Yep. Where where are you coming from, Jordan Howard? <laughs> where, where were you for the first half of the season? Come on, man. You're killing me. Yeah, 19 for 60 and 1. And then Cohen got uh, involved with 5 for 21 and then added 5 for 31 and 1. So I think this is the way they want to attack it is I think yep. they want to go through their running back core. If they could get a lead, run Jordan Howard as much as possible, sprinkle in uh, Tariq Cohen for those sort of like boom plays or, you know, little short dump off passes. He could take to the house if needed. I, yeah. I think that's the formula they want to roll with going into the playoffs. Yeah, a, a Trey Burton sighting today. I mean, although uh, you know Cohen had the fumble, uh, still played played very very well. Uh, this is going to be. An, I'm very interested to see kind of how they put the uh, what happens with them in the playoffs. Just kind of seeing how the young rookie, I guess not rookie, but second year player reacts and. Uh, I don't know what happens from here on out. This is a very interesting team to watch. And then for the Green Bay side of things, Dan, is it is this overreaction? Has Devontae Adams been the most consistent, best wide receiver in fantasy this year? Uh, I don't think it's overreaction. I think he's like let's let's just think about this for a second, Bob. He he's doing what he's been doing on a team that just has not been that good. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things. Is that I get it. It's Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I get that. I get that. But. Uh, he has been the best player on that team this entire season uh, and frankly the most consistent um, fantasy receiving threat this year uh, so kudos to you because you're on that hype train early uh, and it has paid off for you for sure And while you're on your way to the championship sorry Craig <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eight, 8 for 119 I mean his worst game of the year if I'm just looking at his stats was 8 for 81 and 0 I mean, he's either scored a touchdown or when he's not, that's his low that's his low watermark for the year. I mean Yeah, he, he established himself as as elite and elite receiver this year for sure. And then uh boy, Aaron Jones dinged up early and then there was a Jamal Williams sighting, twelve for fifty five yeah. and one. I mean I, I mean, it's it stinks for people because Aaron Jones was one of the hotter running backs. Yeah. Um, and I would have felt really good if I had somebody like him going. Um, the sad part is you could probably trust Jamal Williams next week against the Jets, which is ugly to say, but sometimes right. you just got to go with who's going to play over – you know some some of these split running back uh, tandems that you might have to deal with it. Uh, I personally don't want to trust him, but he's now become fantasy relevant for the championship week. Yeah, I think the thing is is that if if Aaron Jones is hurt, there is no more Ty Montgomery, uh, so it gives you a little bit more. Unfortunately, you know you never want clarity from injury, uh, but that's kind of the situation you're dealing with. And if you have him, if you were, if, I mean, if you have him for some reason, uh, I don't think anyone has him outside of. Yeah, he's on the waivers. That. Has to be. Uh, you know, that could be a really nice pickup for the championship game uh, if Aaron Jones is hurt for any extended period of time. Yep. So Dan, the other thing is, is that if he isn't hurt that bad, uh, you know, what incentive do they have to, to kind of bring him back? Because I think he's established himself as the main man. There. Right. Uh, and if he's even the slightest bit dinged up, why put him in any more uh, dangerous of a situation just to kind of win out your last game? Right, exactly. 
Um, I'm yeah, I'm curious to see because obviously I've I've got Devonte Adams. Um, Want to sort of see if they if if Aaron Rodgers decides to play it out or what happens, but uh, definitely something to keep an eye on if you've got uh, some of the Green Bay Packers skill players going into the championship weeks here. So. Yeah, Dan, this this game made me nervous going into watching the Pittsburgh game. The Baltimore Ravens beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 20 to 12 and uh, you know what, Dan, it's not pretty. I was sort of on I was on the page of leaving this kid play. Lamar Jackson, I believe is now 4 and 1 as the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. And yeah. They're just finding ways to win. They're they're rushing the ball a ton. Gus Edwards with a big 19 for 104 and 1. Lamar Jackson 18 for 95 on the ground. So, say what you will about his passing. Only 14 for 23 with 131 and 1. But if you're getting that many attempts and that many yards from a quarterback, I mean, it's it's a safety net that, that most quarterbacks just do not offer. I, I think he's a must start in any two quarterback league. Yep. Uh, because he's giving you uh, a ton of fantasy value outside of the passing game. Um, but, you know, this is the one that I was wrong about. I, I thought for sure um, that, frankly, that there was no way that they were not going to kind of give the, the team back to Flacco. Uh, but they haven't, and it doesn't look like they're going to, uh, which is surprising to me, frankly, because I, I know that this team could can throw the ball, uh, but they are, they're playing old-school smash-mouth football. Right. Um, where you are just kind of, uh, you don't really need to do anything in terms of passing the ball because you're running the ball so effectively and so efficiently. Yeah, listen to, I mean, somebody's going to hit him if he's not safe. Listen to how many rush attempts he's had per game 26, 11, 17, 14, 18. Now, obviously, he did that at Louisville. Um, yeah. You know, watching him just, you know, with Pitt being in the ACC, had a chance to watch him quite a few times. So, this is what he does. He's obviously playing it right now, but uh, he's going to have to develop more of a, as a passer moving forward. But uh, you can't can't take him out now. He's 4-1 and one and, and got this no, team back in him. playoff contention. So um, You absolutely have to play him right now. Yeah, uh, all wow. of the wide receivers to me are have been and will continue to be off the the radar for fantasy. Yeah. But if you've got Gus Edwards or, and, and even really Kenneth Dixon starting to show up a little bit too if you're in deeper yeah. leagues, uh, you could play those guys. Kind of a bummer for John Brown because he, he had such a nice hot start to the season and now the offense has kind of shifted away from him right? Uh, and, and straight to the to the running game, the running attack. Yep. For the Tampa Bay side of things, this is, this is why, you know, now Baltimore's defense is great, but Jameis Winston, 13 for 25, 157 and one uh, interception, no touchdowns. Um, you know, had a Mike Evans sighting today, though. Yeah, four for 121 with a long of 64, looked good. But really, the story for Tampa Bay was Peyton Barber, 19 for 85 and one, and he's been looking good over the past couple weeks. I, I personally have not paid very much attention to him, but he's had he's had a touchdown in four of the last five games. So you could be doing worse in the flex position if you had to play him. So right, that was one of those weird picks in a, in the dynasty uh, draft too. We're like. 
Peyton Barber, really? But uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's nice. Uh, I, I think he's actually nicer because the running back's getting thin Bruh. with the injuries and stuff like that. Uh, so you absolutely could do a lot worse than Peyton Barber right now, to be honest with you. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd feel comfortable rolling him out as the RB2 or even the flex, uh, depending on what your injury situation is looking like. If you had Aaron Jones and you can't get Jamal Williams, yep, uh, you could do a lot worse than Peyton Barber for sure. Right on. So let's move on to the Buffalo Bills beating the Detroit Lions 14-13. to And, Dan, I feel like we're a broken record, but, man, Buffalo's defense is good. If, if they can get that Solid. offense tuned in, man. Um, and I, Josh Allen, once again, 13 for 26, 204, and 1 through the air. But where does he help you out? And he's been doing this almost Lamar Jackson-esque. Nine rushing attempts, 16 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, he's been running the ball really well, which I didn't even think that was something he was known for coming out of college. But listen, yeah, me either. Listen to this. He's had 99 and 1, 135 on the ground, 101 and 1, 16 and 1. So, I mean, that, that rushing is going to provide that floor that you like for a quarterback. And sure. once again, I'm only going to say it, man. Just having him as a waiver pickup, I think, honestly, in, in our dynasty leagues, Dan, we do better off the waivers than we do in the darn drafts. <laughs> yeah. I know it's sort of. It, unfortunately, I would uh, agree with you. Um, it is one of those. I, I just I don't know. Like I, I don't think he was known for no. um, the rushing attack at all. No, uh, and uh, he he's showing that the that's kind of the better part. Of, but he better part of his game. Uh, but he did get it done through the air today. Uh, you know, he had a. Foster, where's this guy coming from? I was just going to ask you, what do you, what do you make out of him, Robert Foster? Back to back weeks, over a hundred yards. He got a touchdown on this one. What what do you make of this? Do you is this somebody going? In, if you're in the championship game, Dan, and you've got, let's say you play uh, in a three wide receiver league like our league of record, right? And you've got two reliable ones, but your third uh, wide receiver you could be on the fence about. Is this somebody that you could fire up against New England? Uh, man, that's, I don't know. Uh, frankly, uh, in, in like my, in my league league, I would probably not roll them out but uh, in, me da- too. in date in daily games. Like when we get drafty, uh, I, I know I went Zay Jones that one week. Uh, that was a mistake. I, I should be going Robert Foster. Cause I mean, I, I love him in that format, uh, which kind of encourages us to, to grab a boom player. Yeah, uh, but n- not my yearly yearly league. Uh, I think you have somebody there uh, who you're comfortable with. Although if it's somebody like Tyler Boyd who's injured, uh, you know, m- maybe you don't. M- maybe you roll him out. I-, I don't know. It's it's a weird time, uh, and and there's lots of uh, players out there who are getting banged up. Dan, that, uh, that's a play where if you play him and you win because of him you're strutting into the draft next year because yeah that's right i would be letting everybody know that i made that move and he won me a title <laughs> you know what i mean yeah you're you're strutting in like vince mcmahon that's the way it is <laughs> <laughs> uh but man if, if you have got if you've got the guts to make that call and call that shot more power to you uh, frankly, I'm I'm a bit more conservative than most, yeah. uh, so I don't know if I would have the frankly the guts to make that call, uh, just because uh, I would be so worried it was going to blow up in my face. But if you were if you were 
you know, smart enough to play in the last two weeks, uh, you look like a genius, frankly. Dan, any idea who the Buffalo running back is now that I believe the top four might be injured now? Nope, no idea. <laughs> okay, so what we're saying is I wouldn't be concerned about investing whoever it is. But no. uh, um, on the Detroit side of things, man, it was really Kenny Galladay, 7 for 146. I mean, big bounce back week for him. This is uh, what you're looking bad, for. Right. He's been, frankly, he's just not been getting it done the last couple of weeks. Uh, but, you know, big, huge bounce back week for him. Uh, he looked, he was about the only player that looked good on Detroit this week. Uh, hi, this was a team. I think we both had some high expectations for going into the season. Carry on Johnson was looking halfway decent early on and they've, man, they hit a, they hit a, you know, they just kind of plummeted into uh, obscurity, frankly. I mean, yep. they just have not been giving you what you expect. Uh, to be getting out of this team because they've they've been playoff contenders over the past couple of years and yeah I mean St- I mean Stafford's good it's not that Stafford's terrible I, I just don't understand why they just can't figure it out and it looks like Patricia is having kind of the same questions that we have like what are we doing here what are we, how are we going to figure this out yeah um, I, I really wonder what it is because it seems like anybody. I'll exclude Bill O'Brien for now, but really all of the coaches that leave from under Belichick seem to struggle. Right. I can't, yeah. outside of Bill O'Brien, I can't really name one that's been like, oh yeah, he's, he's looked good. So. Yeah, it's, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's, it's weird. Uh, and I know like, you know, you heard some stuff early on in the season that the team wasn't really buying in with some of like the stuff he was doing and, and things like that, but they won a big game here or there. Uh, it'll be an interesting off season for the lions. Cause I think this team's way better than how they're playing. Right I, now. I agree. So let's move on to one that I think we saw the Falcons win, but maybe not this dominant 40 to 14 no. over the Arizona Cardinals. And Hey, Hey, Tevin Coleman, welcome back. Yeah, way to, yeah, way to show up. <laughs> 11 on. for 145 and 1. <laughs> and a nice long TD run in this one, too. Yep. Uh, ugh. I mean, it's one of those things is that, you know, better late than never, I guess. But right. uh, little, too little, too late as well. That's the other thing. Right. Uh, you know, could have used you last week, Tevin. Um, but, you know, this is kind of what you're getting from him. Uh, this is what you hope to be getting. Um, and I think this is kind of going to keep that Tevin Coleman hype going. Uh, but I, I think you need to keep in mind the weeks that you had from Tevin Coleman leading up to this. Uh, be excited about this, but uh, frankly, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't be surprised if he was sitting on most people's benches this week, given the performances prior to this. Yeah, you want to hear his last three weeks: eight for six, six for eight, ten for forty-five. Yeah, I mean, right. and now he's got this monster 144 and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a – so if we were going to say real or fake, Bob, I would I would be saying fake for right. Coleman right now. Exactly. Um, Matt Ryan looked good, 22 for 36, 231 and 2, added another one on the ground. Julio Jones, 6 for 82 and 1. Looked like he might have been a little dinged up, but um, with them being out of it, uh, somebody to look at in, you know, on Tuesday will definitely key in on player injury news and notes because – you know, depending on team situations, injuries, you know, if they're in the playoffs, out of the playoffs could dictate whether or not you have some of these uh, big players available uh, for and the most that, important time. And maybe that's when people like Robert Foster come into play. Like if Julio's down, uh, you're in the championship game. You probably don't have that many people sitting on that bench. You right. know what I mean? It, so why not shoot the moon and, and put that guy in there and kind of see if he hits for you? Uh, but I guess we'll wait and see what happens. But 
here's the other thing, Julio. Uh, way to go! You're you're. This is a time in which you absolutely need Julio to start scoring touchdowns. And uh, last couple of weeks, he's been getting it done for you. He has absolutely been getting it done for you uh, and putting it in the end zone and and doing ex- exactly what we expected Julio to be doing all season long. To me, that's just the icing on the cake when he does score because he just dominates everywhere else. So right um, for the people that. <laughs> For some reason, hate on this guy. I mean, he's way too talented to not be scoring as much as he had. So, right. you know, the only sad part is after a couple seasons of it, it does become a trend. But at any moment, this guy could just explode. You know, if, I think Atlanta has a bounce back next year and it's going to be in, in due part because of Julio Jones. So, right. For the Cardinal side of things, man, it was bad from Rosen. Got replaced by Mike Glennon. Uh, David Johnson really saved his day with uh, a touchdown, 11 for 33 on the ground, 3 for 68. And really, Larry Fitzgerald, if he had him in any PPR format, 7 for 82. But outside of that, Dan, it was ugly. Yeah. uh, I don't really have much to say about this team, frankly. Uh, Just a little bit, like, surprised that – uh, David Johnson has been such a fantasy disappointment this season because uh, I know you invested really in him uh, because I mean why not uh, lost season last year to due to injury and he was uh, the number one running back the season n- before number that. one overall right uh, and now you kind of say okay uh, they got Glennon who you know people had high ex- kind of like a pretty high opinion of going into this season or, or at least whenever he was first got to Tampa Bay um, and, and then went to Chicago and then now he, he ends up in uh, Arizona uh, but man David Johnson just not what you expect to get out of your first round pick uh, I mean you got more out of him than Le'Veon Bell this season <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's about all that's about true. all right yep so yeah um it's going to be interesting because obviously they're they're committed to Rose and I just think the game got out of control and there was no reason to keep him in there. But um, right. you know, I'm curious to see what they do with the wide receiving core because you know Christian Kirk's going to have to bounce back from injury. But outside of that, man, they, if Larry decides, hey, I'm done, you know, <laughs> it could get uh, uglier. I just, it, I just it, don't feel like he's ready to hang it up yet, though. I don't either, uh, but I'm just curious if he looks at this team and says. Oof. It could be another uh, last year, next year, too. Frankly, it just doesn't seem like that. Like, I, I don't know Larry Fitzgerald from from anyone, but it, I could I would be frankly shocked if he just was like, yep, yeah, I'm done. This team stinks. I just cannot see him doing that. I just feel like he would he'd rather stick it out and play uh, than kind of throw in the towel like that. Yep. So I, I agree. Uh, just it'd be curious because uh I don't see much promise for this team uh, moving right. forward, but we'll see. Um, now, a nice bounce back from the Monday night game against Seattle. The uh, Minnesota Vikings beat the Miami Dolphins 41-17, to and they got it yeah, done on both Dalvin sides. Yeah, hello, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. I mean, I actually I was speaking with our buddy Ryan. Um from our league of record because I know he invested in him early. I made a trade for him in my other league. I said, this is sort of what I expected. You know, not to right. this level, but 19 for right. 136 and two on the ground. Adds another one for 27. Doesn't need to get much done in the air when you're rushing for that type of production. But I don't know if you were if you were lucky enough to see any of this game. Um, but man, there, there were some runs that I was just like, wow. It, it was like one of those things like, man, I didn't know Dalvin had that kind of... <laughs> quickness and moves and i mean he looked he looked great i, th- I think uh, that second one where he's 
sort of yep, one sort exactly. of light spun around and then was gone and just flashed up the two like goodbye yep, see ya yep yep that was great um and, and when i was talking to ryan so in the other league that i'm in we can keep up to three players and it's just you know you lose your first three round picks right Boy, I, I hope Le'Veon Bell lands somewhere favorable, but I think I'm going to keep him, Dalvin Cook, and Odell Beckham as my core in that league. Cause Man, that's a solid start. That's a solid starting core for you for sure. Yeah, just Dalvin showing up, I, I think he'll you know obviously be removed from injury, knock on wood that nothing else happens at the end of the season, but uh, he, he looks good when he's right, and he looked really right this game, that's for sure. Right. No, I agree with you. Uh, him and Stephon Diggs, nice games out of both those guys. Yep. Four for forty nine and one, boy Adam Thielen. Ugh, that one stung. Two for nineteen. Right. Sorry, Craig. Uh, if we keep I saying just, it, but sorry, Craig. Yeah. I just. I, I mean, I don't expect that from Thielen. No. Uh, that's just one of those weird games where Diggs was just playing. I think a little bit better. Uh, and they were running the ball all over. Right. My, and they don't need to throw to Adam Thielen. Uh, you know. You know, a couple uh, like thirty times a game because Dalvin was getting it done on. You know, on the on the ground, but. You know, I don't think this takes away what Thielen's accomplished this season in these last two seasons. Uh, I think he's definitely established himself in those top 10 wide receivers in terms of fantasy production. Oh, easily. And and to me, if you got him and you do keepers anywhere outside of round three, he's he's got to be strong consideration for a keeper. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because, yeah, I mean, the last two weeks slowed down a little bit, but I mean— I'm just looking through his stats from week one through week eight. His low yardage was 102 yards. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you are getting monster production out of that guy. Uh, you, I mean, I, I think you can probably feel pretty good about him going into the fantasy championship if you're lucky enough to survive this week with him. So, Dan, Frank Gore gets injured. You would think oh, Drake gosh. explodes, God. right? <laughs> no, no. Why would he? Kalen Balaj, <laughs> 12 for 123 and 1 with a long of 75. Yeah, most of that was done on that long run. Right, though, right. Uh, I mean, it's uh, these. I think these running backs give me more of a headache uh, than any other timeshare because, you know, I, I think if Frank Gore had not gone gotten injured, I mean, Balaj gets very three touches, carries. maybe. It, yeah, and then Ken, you're in like, oh, is this the real Kenyon Drake? No, no, yeah, this is the real Kenyon Drake. <laughs> uh, and it's just one of those things. Is like, I don't, I, I don't even know how to. Uh, uh, frustrating. Frustrating. I, I will say one thing. I'm glad I was off Kenyon Drake from the preseason on because he had those two weeks where you're like, yes, here it comes. And then, boom, just games like this where you're like, I'm glad I don't have to deal with this headache ever on my team. Yep. Because yeah. <sighs> he's got the talent, but for some reason, they just will not let this guy be the running back on their team. So. I mean, after last week when he like got, like single-handedly beat the Patriots for right. the franchise, they, right. they they respond to that performance with like giving him the ball like little to none. Uh, I don't I don't understand. It makes I mean, they're, they're, this is like a classic ride the hot. This is how you know the Patriots backfield used to be before you got Sony Michelle out there. Right, exactly. So Dan, let's move on to it. I know we you sort of prepped it uh, in the beginning of the show. Tennessee Titans beat the New York Giants seventeen to zero. Forget oh Derrick Henry. I, oh, I'll never forgive you for this season, Derrick Henry. Thirty-three <laughs> for one seventy and two. 
Get out. Get out of here. Get out. <laughs> Dan, what, what were your thoughts? We talked about this uh, before we uh, went live on the show. What's your game plan for Derrick Henry next year? My game plan for Derrick Henry is to sit him literally until week 13, <laughs> and then just pl- and then I'm just starting him every week, no matter what. Because look, look at what he's done this year, Bob. I mean, literally – nothing and now he's got back to back over 100 yards nearly 200 almost 300 the week before with multiple touchdowns he's winning you weeks he's winning you weeks and he has done nothing and it's this way it was this way last year right it was this way last year like he, he, he gets super out at the end of the season and then he is a monster in the playoffs and i don't know if it's one of those things where he's like Okay, I'm just gonna save my legs for week 13 on, <laughs> and I'm just I know everyone's gonna be so tired from playing all season that I'm gonna be unstoppable. I, and he was. The Giants had no answer for him. They could not tackle this guy. It was unbelievable. Uh, and and frankly, I'm sick of it uh, because <laughs> I don't have the guts to play him. And, and I know you picked him up. And if you don't play him in the championship, he, I'm gonna lose my he, mind. He's going you right into my flex. Him. He has to be. I mean. Yeah, we talked about this off air. I just picked him up because he was on waivers, and I said, and really the reason I picked him up is I, I didn't want anybody else to have him in case if he's on a heater. <laughs> right. But I, yeah, I mean, let me, let me. I'm just totaling up his yards over the past three weeks. That would be 300, 400, like over 440 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns over the past three weeks. Right. I don't think Whatever. he has. <laughs> Whatever. I don't think like, he has <laughs> over 400 yards in every other game combined. Yeah. I, I, whatever, Derrick Henry. Just <laughs> <laughs> seriously, like, I mean, you like, if you were, I don't even know what to say. I'm so frustrated by this because I know going into this this year, you and I were so excited to have Derrick Henry, uh, and then Dion Lewis showed up, and then we were like, eh, whatever. Maybe Derrick Henry will still be able to establish himself as a lead back, and then we got this production out of him, and now he's a monster. I have no explanation other than this is just the way fantasy football goes for me. Thirty, <laughs> thirty. Three rush attempts to Deion Lewis's seven. Right. I mean, uh, he, and, and if you got to see any of this game, is because they could not tackle him. They could yeah. not. It was like it looked like um, <laughs> it looked like like uh, like an NFL player out there playing with a bunch of peewee football people and right. just stiff arming everyone. Right. It was like you could you have no way to bring me down. Right. Yeah. No. Okay. Yep. Well, here you go. It, it just one of those. Yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it other than uh, you better just be playing Derrick Henry you from have here to. on out. You have to. Uh, because you can't miss out on it. You can't miss out on it. And watch next week. Uh, he'll have, you know, <laughs> 10 carries for negative five yards or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to just, you know, scratch my head and scream yet again. Yep. Oh, man, that's that's great. <laughs> that is great. I mean, really, it was him. Nobody else did anything. And, and the weather right. was really crap there, too. I mean, right really bad i mean but the thing that stunned me is saquon barkley 14 for 31 yeah how did that happen unexpected uh i mean it's one of those things where you expect this kind of to be like a a dueling running back situation and Sanquan just had uh, himself a, a, frankly he looked like a rookie today he, yep. he just not did not look like the good old Sanquan of old um, uh, it was nice seeing a bounce back of sorts from Evan Ingram 8 for 75 I mean really there was nothing to get excited about on the offense but in the right. tight end wasteland that we're in yep. uh, he could become viable if they decide to sit Odell again so 
I mean, the other thing is, is uh, you know, not a great performance from Eli yet again. Uh, uh, I mean, not a great passing day for anybody on the Giants. Just not a great offensive day for the Giants, frankly. Yep, exactly. All right, Dan, let's move into the Washington Redskins, who... Boy, they're keeping their playoff hopes alive, and credit to them because they're on their fourth quarterback with right. uh, Johnson. But they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars sixteen to thirteen, and um, uh, I mean, man, for all the high hopes Jacksonville had going into this season, yikes! Yeah, <laughs> oh man, Fournette dud, eleven for forty-six. That one hurt. Yeah. Welcome back, Fournette. Uh, re- honestly, Dan, <laughs> I'm, season. I'm looking through the stat lines for both teams. If you had any of these guys playing, you didn't get anything. Anybody. Nope. Nope. You want to move on? Yep. All right, let's do it. <laughs> uh, the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Oakland Raiders 30-16. to and Hello, Joe Mixon. We ranked him aggressively, Dan, and I'm glad it paid off because, I, you know, yep. this, this is the type of skill set this guy has. And, I mean, he was the offense today, 27 for 129 and 2. That's dominant. <laughs> yeah. Frankly, it was one of those weeks that I was like, did we make the right decision trading for A.J. Green? In hindsight, yes. I, I, I still love the trade for us. Uh, you know but, why you I know, like it, Dan? It's, week like, it's weeks like this that I, it makes me question it, but uh, still love the trade. You know why I like it? Because we got Derrick Henry filling in that spot. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. We still have Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah. If, I mean, if, we, if we can get past the first round of the playoffs when he gives us uh, 10 yards, right. uh, it'll really pan out for us at some point. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm so I'm so steamed about this. <laughs> I'll never get over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean Joe Mixon, this is the type of skill he has. I, I mean, we had to part with a piece like that to get a top flight wide receiver. Right. I think in the end it's gonna pay off, but I would not be surprised if he puts together a monster year next year. So um would like to have him for the future, but um we really needed help in our wide receiver. We needed that oh, yeah. one that could really help us out. So Absolutely. Tyler Boyd, uh, I don't know how bad the injury is, but I know he left injured, but he did get four for thirty eight and one. So if you played him and you needed he, him, he at least he got, got you that touchdown. Right. Right, for sure. So um for the Oakland Raiders side of things, I mean, Derek Carr wasn't bad. 21 for 38, 263 and 1. We had him listed as a sleeper. I think you would expect more, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Oakland's not Jared a good Cook. team. Yeah, Jared Cook came back to earth. Uh, not a big, big day where you expect him to have a big day. I know I kind of expected him to have a, a better day than he did. but Especially against uh, the Bengals' defense. I mean, Right, 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 right. Uh, but frankly, I think it was uh, the Bengals, you know, with Mixon just kind of taking Oakland out of this. So it yep. was, it was not a, a great day to be an Oakland Raider fan. And look out! But Jordy found his jorts again, man. Oh, good old-fashioned jorts. <laughs> he found those boss with the like big B O S S right down, right down the right B-O- side. Yeah, no, it was the ones where on the back where you had the B O on one side and the oh, right there on the other yeah. leg, the S S. Right yeah. under the pockets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The old schools. Classic jorts. Yeah. So, and Dan, this this is a bad loss for Seattle, but let's move on to San Francisco 49ers beating the Seattle Seahawks in overtime 26 to 23. And Pretty this, surprised by this. This is a bad uh, one. Yeah. Uh, this was something that, I mean, this was a, if they would have won, they, they had kind of sealed up the division and, uh, you know, playoffs were – at least we're playoff bound for sure. Yeah. Uh, now that is not the case, and uh, you know, just a, a good a good game for Doug Baldwin. 
uh, a great fantasy day for Doug Baldwin. Four for and 77 o- and two. Yep. Yeah. An okay day for uh, Russell Wilson and an okay day for Carson, but uh, just one of those weird, weird losses um, for, for Seattle for sure. Yeah. Chris uh, Carson actually had a, to me, I, I thought he had a really good game, 22 for 119 and one. So yeah, Dan, yeah, you were yeah. on him early and he added six for 29 through the air. So a little more impactful than I, I think you're giving credit. I think it's just the loss was bad. Like they, they should not have lost this game. The only thing that I, I wonder about Carson, and this is not something that I'm worrying about this season, uh, but with how well Penny has kind of played down the stretch, uh, do you think they move on from Carson? Does he have a spot on this team next year? I mean, where where is this fantasy worth you know, moving forward from here? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt if they try to give more to Penny next year. Um, I just think Carson was so good and fit what they wanted to do. But I think Carson still has a role, but I would not be surprised if Penny you know, sort of bounces back in year two and gets his stuff right. So Sure. Um, I, I see where you're at on that, though. But, yeah, just we're a weird game. And really, San Francisco offensively didn't do much. I mean, Nick Mullins was efficient, 20 for 29, 275 and 1. But, I mean, it was Garrett Selleck, not George Kittle, that had the touchdown. Dante Pettis had a decent game, five for eighty-three. Kittle, three for fifty-one. Yeah. I didn't really watch much of this game, but from my understanding, is um, Kittle just was missed on a on a touchdown. So I mean, he could have had his normal big games, but sure. Um, yeah, for them to win without getting very much production from really anybody is what even surprises me a little bit more. I mean, it was a low-scoring game, and and they won in overtime. So uh, I don't know. Russell Russell has just not been on the same kind of playoff heater run that he has been the last couple of years. It's just not been as big time as I expected him to kind of have. Yeah. Especially this week. I, I thought he was going to be great this week, and he was okay, not spectacular. Yeah, the last excuse me, last two weeks, he's uh, sort of come back down. Minnesota completely shut him down. and then Oh, yeah. Sanford, now, he get, does get Kansas City, so that should be a shootout. So uh, we'll see if he bounces back to more of the form he had the previous couple of weeks. But, yeah, two duds back-to-back to me. And I'll, I'll even consider this a dud because, to your point, I think he could have got more done. So For sure. Last game, and, and we saved it for last because it was really the one of the last games played in the time slot. But, um, Dan, you mentioned it with a third-string running back coming in and playing, and, Woo, boy, Jalen Sam- Samuels really took the offense on his back, and the Steelers beat the Patriots 17-10. to So they lose to the Broncos. They lose to the Chargers. Okay, I can see that one. They lose to the Raiders, yet they beat and pretty much shut down the New England Patriots. Makes sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. It makes perfect sense. I, I don't know. Frankly, I am... Shocked, shocks the word, uh, but over the moon excited about this. I mean, monster win for us as Steeler fans to get this victory. Uh, And frankly, victories against uh, New England, few and far between. Right. Uh, especially at home where you think you know, we're pretty good at home, but New England's had our number. Uh, just very, very, very surprising, uh, very exciting. Uh, just kind of thrilled that we got this win. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just, you know, the playoffs are, uh, man, I, I, I thought we were out of it. I was so kind of pessimistic well, about it. Well, we were going to play New England and New Orleans. <laughs> right. right. And, and the fact that we got this, uh, you know, I, I'm ecstatic. Uh, and I know you as a Steeler fan, Bob have to be thrilled by this too. Uh, but 
uh, Jalen Samuels, the, you know, Ooh. monster game, and he he got you a, a game. If you had the guts to play him, he got you a game right when you needed it. 19 uh, for 142 on the ground, added two for 30. And he was breaking off some chunk yards, too. It wasn't just right. plotting yards. It was... No, you're, you're absolutely correct. Can I throw uh, out a question to you about this, Dan? Sure. So we'll say over the past couple of years, you've seen Le'Veon Bell be all pro. You've seen D'Angelo Williams look like all pro. James Conner right. at times look all pro. And now you have a game that looks like this from Jalen Samuels. Can they just plug in anybody at this point and expect production? Or do they need, you know, I don't want to I don't want to diminish anything. But, I mean, this guy is a hybrid like tight end in college. Right. I think th- I think it's one of these things where the offense is great. Uh, and the offensive scheme is great. And I think the other thing is, is that when you're surrounded by great players, uh, th- it's going to make your life a little bit easier. Like, I mean, let's be honest with you. Uh, uh, I mean, I think if you don't have AB on this team, if you don't have Juju on this team, if you don't have Ben on this team, uh, I, I don't think Jay shut yeah, down. I don't think Jalen Samuels gives you the game that he gave you today. Um, but I will say, uh, if you are on that team, uh, you know, you're looking pretty good and you're pretty excited, especially if you grabbed him off the waiver wire. Uh, I mean, cause next week for your fantasy championship, that's a pretty nice matchup for those Steelers. Uh, I think it could be a real shootout. Uh, it's in the dome. Uh, if they can get Samuels going at all, uh, I think you're going to be in for a good, good day, uh, depending on whether James, you know, James Conner comes back or not. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't, he's a must start because I, I think, you know, New Orleans rush defense is elite. I think they're number one overall, at least based on fantasy uh, defenses. Right. But I think you could see this guy can receive the ball, so I think they'll get him in space if Conner's not back. So yeah. Um, I think you expected more out of the wide receivers. Uh, both Brown and Juju had four catches. Brown with 49 yards and a touchdown. Juju with 40 and no touchdown. But, um, boy, boy, did you see some of his catches, though? Oh, oh man. Yeah. That guy, I mean, he's so exciting to watch. I'm just really, you know, I, I hope that we can keep this team together because uh, they're so fun to watch. And, man, who, whoever was in the front office who who saw Juju and was like, we need to get this guy on our team right now, brilliant, because he, he's looked spectacular. Uh, just some crazy catches. Uh, uh, he almost, you know, sealed the game for us there t- yep. at the end of the game. Uh, but great defensive play by the, you know, the New England defensive back to smack it out of his hands. But, yep. uh, you know, very, 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 you know, not a huge fantasy day, but uh, in terms of football play and, right. and winning the game, good games out of both those guys. Uh, Boy, how you about know, the, did those... you see the catch that James Washington made on the sideline? <laughs> oh, yes. Whew, man. Yeah. Uh, excited, excited about this team going forward. And I don't care if this is Homer top. This is this is the first time you and I have gotten a chance to talk about this game. So we'll do some Homer talk. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, and like we said, we we look at the New England side of things. We're used to saying uh, Brady had 350 and four, and Gronk Gronk had 150 and two. (laughs) Right, didn't happen. Brady was 279, one and one, and Gronk was two for 21. I can't even tell you if we've ever come close to doing that here in Pittsburgh. Uh, I can tell you right. I can I can almost guarantee we've never come that close to holding him that, uh, you know, holding him in check or holding Brady in any any sort of check. Uh, but frankly, after uh, Hogan had that first big. Uh, 
touchdown, I was like, oh, we are in Here for it comes. a very yep. we are in for a very long day. This is not going to go well for us. On just a bad uh, busted play too. It yep, was just nobody yep. around him. And uh yeah, it's uh, man, uh we the defense played spectacular today. Got to give it up to um, them. Got to give it up to him for sure. Because really, I mean, Michelle, 13 for 59, gave you nothing. Edelman right. had a nice game PPR, 7 for 90. But, you know, if you started Hogan, you're in deep leagues because he's done nothing the entire year. Yeah, yeah. It, that, was a, that was a boom play that you never expected. Boy, uh, I'll tell you what too, man. James White has become pretty much phased out of the offense, which stinks because he was on fire to begin oh, the year. Oh, absolutely. But it was a lot, I mean... Burkhead went down immediately. Michelle was down for a couple games, but you would still think, all right, this dude was possibly a Super Bowl MVP, uh, uh, you know, a couple Super Bowls ago. Right. He can really do damage in the short area passing game, but with all the weapons back, man, he he is just not involved in the offense in the same way. Yeah, surprising too because he was so effective. You would think that they wouldn't kind of erase the guy from the playbook, but that's really kind of what happened. And uh, you know, I was actually driving uh, back and uh, on the serious, uh, you know, football. Uh, NFL station, you actually got the both sides. So when you know the Steelers were on offense, you got to hear the hometown announcers, which was fun. Uh, but what was interesting was hearing the the Patriots announcers. Uh, not not very thrilled with some of the uh, penalty calls that were getting <laughs> called against the uh, the Patriots there. But uh, you know, I I don't know. It, it was very 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 exciting game. Uh, not a low scoring, high scoring affair. Uh, obviously, you expect a little bit more out of your fantasy guys in this type of game. Uh, but, you know, happy to get that W for sure to keep the playoffs up alive. Yep. And so that covers our immediate uh, Week 15 recap. Uh, on the Tuesday show, we'll do the Sunday night game and we'll do the Monday night game. Uh, but, Dan, I want to go into the weekly leaders based on our League of Records scoring. And I'll tell you what, the quarterback, it, it was a down quarterback week. There was no real huge performance, but our top five reads as so. Matt Ryan, one. Philip Rivers, two. Deshaun Watson, three. Sam Darnold, four. And Russell Wilson and Mitchell Trubisky tied in the five spot. Wow, Sam Darnold at four? <laughs> yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> Dan, do you want to guess who was the number one running back this week? Derrick Henry. It yep. was Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yep, it was. And then and then Balazs after that, right? Close, but no. So he's in there. <laughs> Derrick Henry, one. Dalvin Cook, two. Joe Mixon, three. Marlon Mack, four. And there's your boy, Kalen Balazs, at number five. Yeah, nice to see you, Mr. Balazs. <laughs> yep. And our wide receiver position, DeAndre Hopkins, far and away, the one. Mike Williams, yep. two. Robert Foster, three. Kenny Galladay, four. And there's Mr. Bulletproof, Devontae Adams. He's always in the top five, pretty much. I mean, uh, matchup proof, bulletproof. I mean, he's glad to have him on my team. I'll just say that. Yep. Tight ends. Boy, you ready for these? Well, okay. I can't wait to read number five. <laughs> sure. Number Let's one. Let's hear it. Number one, Garrett Selleck. Two, oh, of course. Yeah, we had that. Two, Trey Burton. <laughs> Three, oh, okay. Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. Four, Travis Kelsey. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. You ready for number five, Dan? <laughs> yes, of course I am. Jeremy throwing a little sprinkle on there. <laughs> Jeremy Sprinkle, number five. 
Oh, Jeremy Sprinkle. <laughs> I, I like my touchdowns with a topping of sprinkle. <laughs> I love my TDs with a dash of sprinkle. <laughs> I mean, this is... And here, I'll go down a little bit further. Vance McDonald, 6. Antonio Gates, 7. Lee Smith, 8. Darren Walker, 9. I mean, th- those are the names we're dealing with right now. Right. Hey, but it was nice to see Vance McDonald get a little uh, action today. I mean, I, I think we had a lot higher hopes for him going into the season. I know we did, you and I personally. Uh, but good to see him get in the end zone again. Uh, but, man, tight ends, it's so, so hard to predict. Uh, but we still have Zach Ertz left to play, so we'll see how Ertz you know, well, Ertz does a lot. Well, let's see. As of time of recording, I think he has a half point in our League of Records scoring. Uh, going well, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one reception, two yards. Yeah, we'll see. It seems to go be going well for him. Can he catch the sprinkle? <laughs> uh, and as far as defenses are concerned, number one, Falcons. Two, Colts. Three, Redskins. Four, Vikings. And five, the Titans. Um. Dan, I'm going to make it real quick here. Um, waivers at this point, you know. Derrick Henry. Yeah. You're just looking <laughs> Derek for. Derrick Henry. Just yeah. draft. Just get him any way you can. Uh, he will take you to the promised land. <laughs> Kalen Balaj, maybe. I mean, really, if you're going into your championship game, you know if there's somebody out there of any value, you got to play as much defense as you do offense. So yep. you're probably picking up players. If I can tell you right now, if Mike Williams is on, if, if uh, Keenan Allen's done, you have to target him. Oh, yeah, that was the that was the big one. If Mike Williams is somehow still out there, uh, you, you got to play him if Keenan Allen's out for any kind of time. Uh, I think, I mean, for for some reason, people weren't thinking that Damian Williams was going to do anything. Yeah. Uh, Damian Williams. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I know sometimes people are like, eh, who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, if you were early on that one, then you need to just kind of jump on that train right now. Yep. And then, hey, if you need a dart throw, Robert Foster. I mean, he gets New England at New England. Right. I, I don't like the matchup, but. At this point, like I said, you might just want to play defense if you feel like the other player could use them and you've got either any fab dollars left or the bigger waiver priority or the earlier waiver priority, I should say. It might not be bad just to play a little defense if you got the roster spot. So Sure. So, Dan, that wraps up our Week 15 Instant Reaction. Um, Tuesday, we'll come back with our player news and notes. I think we're not going to do real or fake, Dan. I I might uh, do some prep work and maybe throw in our sort of year-end blind resume because after that, I think, you know, once we get done with week 16, we'll have our normal three episodes a week, but I think we'll then scale it back down to one. Sounds Um, like a great idea. And that's where we'll start doing our real end-of-season recaps, maybe look at our predictions, things of that nature. Um, But I think for Tuesday, I I think I might get a blind resume put together for you with uh, the stats so far for this season since we're winding down in the fantasy season. Sounds great. All right. So, Dan, if there's nothing further, let's go ahead and close this show. Oh, and I forgot. Definitely Twitter questions, especially for you guys that have the fantasy championships or you're fighting for third place. We want to hear from you. This might be the one last time that we can really help you out. So yeah, and I and I love to hear kind of like what's going on in the league, like your choices and stuff like that. So uh, throw throw some info out to us because we love hearing about that stuff and just like I don't know. I know everyone's like no one cares about my fantasy league. Well, I love hearing about other people up other people's leagues. Like anything cool you guys are doing with the playoffs, things like that, or. Uh, just kind of weird picks or you know even if somebody had the the guts to play somebody like uh robert foster this week you know give us a shout on that stuff because it's fun to talk about 
Yep. So we'll put something either late uh, tomorrow night, definitely early Tuesday to start getting those questions together. So I think we'll have a fun episode on Tuesday. Switch it up since real or fake is really no longer necessary. So. Right, right. So let's go ahead and close the show. So as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotTakesFF, N-O-T-T-A-K-E-S-F-F. You can email us, NotTakesFF at gmail.com. You can visit our sponsor, and our personal podcast homepage, anchor.fm forward slash nottakesff. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M forward slash nottakesff. You can follow us there. You can interact with us on there. Most important uh, is it has direct links to the 12 platforms that we're currently on. So if you like... 12? 12, I said. Oh, my. That's <laughs> a lot of platforms. So, yeah, if you prefer Google, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, you can get links directly there, and then you can subscribe right off of those links. Uh, for those that listen to us specifically on Apple Podcasts, give us like 15 to 30 seconds. Fill out a review. Give us a five-star rating if you like what you do. It helps us. It helps our uh, podcast get out there when people search for fantasy football. So any feedback, you know we say it every time. We greatly appreciate it. For sure. But for any platform that you're on, hit the subscribe button. That way you get our episodes as soon as they are published. Um, Like I said, we're doing three a week. We'll do three again next week. And then I think after the fantasy season sort of winds down, we'll jump back to one since there won't be very much, uh, you know, active fantasy stuff going on. But we'll still have uh, some definite... uh, uh, information stuff, to go we'll over stuff to talk about exactly and then we'll st- before you know it we'll start getting prepped again for next year which is draft, crazy to say right. but Dan why don't you go ahead and close it out and give a shout out to your brother for uh, his awesome song that he lent to us yeah it's Alma it's a it's a grand old tune uh, something that's been with us since the very beginning uh, and if you like it uh, he's got a lot more music out there I just talked to him today he's working on a bunch of new stuff right now uh, so go see him at his SoundCloud he's called That Dude Tom and uh, give him a shout and uh, give him a try. And uh, thanks again, Tom, for uh, letting us use that for the podcast. Much appreciated. And uh, everyone, seriously, give, give him a listen on SoundCloud. There's some really good stuff on there. Yeah, so Dan, we'll, uh, like I said, we'll join again Tuesday when we'll uh, switch it back to one of our favorite episodes that we did earlier in the preseason. I think we'll do some blind resumes. So Sounds Greg. Until then, let's see if I can do it without cracking. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> later.